Hey, this is Jim. This episode was recorded the day after the Arnold in Columbus, Ohio, at our Airbnb that we were about to get kicked out of. And actually, that happens at the end of this episode when housekeeping got there. Uh, so we, we had run a little bit longer than I expected. Uh, the beginning of this conversation uh, is actually... Uh, covered in the episode that we recorded before this, which will actually be next week's episode. So when you hear it, all this will just totally snap into focus. But uh, I wanted to include it because it actually makes sense once you know what's going on. Uh, Anyway, enjoy this one. So, I mean, I mean, that's like the same thing with bodybuilding, though, because if you go pro in bodybuilding, that you just get a little, a little card. That's it. I don't it's even know if you got a they card. They don't even laminate it. You didn't even get a card. <laughs> yeah. You just get a little card. I, I think you have to write your own name on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't afford the ink. <laughs> you might get a cool little trophy, but like, did she get a, she get a trophy? Oh my God. Uh, like a no, medal? she got a medal, the same as everybody else. Huh. We gave metal. out a sword at our meet. Yeah, sword is sick. I would yeah. way rather win a sword than a Some metal. bodybuilding shows do swords. Yeah, I was about like, yeah. to say. I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. This was a and custom Dude, that's one not too. even like pro shows sometimes, though. Like, it, I don't know. So, yeah, I feel like for powerlifting, they should do something. I mean, if for any pro show, I feel like there should be some kind of like prize pool or they're making a ton of money on those seats. Yeah, they have so, to be. Yeah. Yeah, the entry fee alone. I mean, that's crazy. They should be winning something. You can't give a pro title. I was just saying earlier, like you can't give somebody a pro title and then at the same time not give them the perks. Yeah, because essentially they're upgrade. still an amateur yeah, right? athlete. At that That's point. what I was saying. Yeah. I think by yeah. definition, when something is professional, it, there's money involved. Yeah. Like, Let's do a quick voice ID intro for everybody so that the audio audience can know who who's uh, who they're listening to. Oh, I'll kick it off. Hey guys, um, I'm John Nealon. I train at Barbell Brigade with NADS, um, and I get the pleasure of hanging out with these fine gentlemen. Um, I work in footwear. I'm the, what we call, product line manager for uh, collaboration product as well as our lifestyle product. Hoka, dude. Come on, man. (laughs) You already know. (laughs) Everybody, I'm JP Gallardo. Uh, I run JPG Coaching. Uh, I'm on social media. I make videos, fitness creator. So it's kind of my thing. I just like to help people. Uh, what's going on, everybody? My name is Evan Holmes, and I'm a social media content creator uh, within the niche of fitness. I'm also an online coach, um, primarily lifestyle clients. Um, dabbling, starting to dabble into the area of competitive or competitors. Um, but I would say very similar kind of... Um, Synopsis as, as JP here. A lot of testosterone on these microphones. Yeah. A lot of deep ass voices. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did Evan get his gel on the mic? Yeah. <laughs> I was, I'm all kinds of pricked up over here. Uh, the beauty of powerlifting, like I said, not to get corny in the beginning, is that like uh, I met all these guys purely because I deadlift. Like that's it, right? Like I've deadlifted for 10 years. I put it on the internet. I uh, messaged JP two years ago or something like, yo, good content. What's up or something. He's like, oh, yo, I've seen your content over the years. And then we became friends. Yeah. Met John through Barber Brigade, which is obviously a longer history, but I've done seminars there. Been homies with Nad since he was not an adult. Uh, not in a weird way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was 18 or something. Uh, and then Barquan, et cetera. And then Evan's rolling with the crew. I've seen his content over the years. Uh and then he, I didn't even know he was here. And then we all roll out. We all just fuck around. And you find like-minded individuals purely based on lifting. But like we've talked lifting a, lift, a little bit, but none of us really even talk lifting. Not really. Yeah. We've just been shooting it. The, as soon as I meet you and all you talk is lifting, you're probably not like in the crew, honestly. Because <laughs> like, yeah, bitch, I know you put curls on the internet. Like, yeah. let's not talk about curls right now. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because that's like that is the common dom- denominator between like a lot of the people at like the fitness expos like we were talking about the other day. But it's not something I want to hear about all the time just because, you know, it's almost like we have other, you know, interests and hobbies. Imagine. Sure. So, <laughs> yeah, imagine. you imagine? No. I, I was, but no, some people can, you know? And that's the thing. I've talked to a lot of people at the expo or even just like multiple times, like, you know, over these events and that's all they ever want to talk about. Like I've had buddies in college like that who are just like, you know, amateur powerlifters and stuff. And that's just like the first thing they bring up every time you see them. Like, oh, I shit, my numbers at the gym, man. Like, it's crazy, dude. Like 1% increase. Dude. Awesome. Yeah. I'm like, nice, man. It's like, I talked to you about this earlier. So. <laughs> it was funny because we were talking earlier 
um, kind of about like our group as a whole doesn't necessarily always talk about lifting, you know? And I think that's what makes us like very nice as a group mm. is because you and I will talk about fashion for like yeah. hours, you know? And J- I'm like, JP's like, like yeah. certified, I, like don't can, wear that. JP. I, cons- <laughs> I consult with John. If I, if I don't know what a brand is, I'll, I'll send it to John because chances are he knows what brand. I'm is. like, don't wear that. They're yeah, bad yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've bought stuff and then it just ended up being trash. Like a week later, like starts, you know, ripping apart of the seams, even if it looks cool, you know, fast fashion is, is fast fashion. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You know, it could have a higher price point, but it's still fast fashion. No Balenciaga. Mm. No, <laughs> no, I'm a Hulk boy. Oh, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> I have them with me in the back. Let me do a quick little, you know, edit post. It's mostly audio. All right, cool. Nice, nice. No, but I think that's how we all kind of became homies. The three of us, a lot of it's based on humor. That's how I knew Evan fit in. We just started joking about whatever's happening in life, like in the moment rather than even clothes. But then the three of us, uh, obviously, all like sneakers and clothes, and that was easy. Sports, cars, video games, et cetera. Um, just a bunch of bros. Being dude, bros. it really yeah, is. Yeah. It like, and that's <laughs> so like, hobbies. how like, yeah. low of a standard is that to get in our friend group? But it's like so true. Because yeah. I've met so many people in the industry, and now you two are starting to hit the circuits and meet all these people. You're newer to the circuit in this world, at least. Um, and you start meeting people and you're just like, dude, like how many duds are fucking walking around? Like you got nothing but per- like bicep curls, That's, nothing. Yeah. And like, I don't want to, again, no, I don't want to be negative, like it's a negative positive because it's building us up. You know? <laughs> okay, I, believe, right, so I we, believe in bullying. So we just, yeah, I was going to say, so we're <laughs> just chopping people down so that we look better. All right, cool. I got that. Um, yeah. JP and I have been friends for like via social media for what? Probably a, a couple of years. Yeah. I was going to say like a, yeah. almost two, I would enough, say like just talking at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is actually the first trip where we've met in person. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the reason that I think JP and I like really kind of hit it off is because there are so many people who, especially in the fitness industry, but probably everywhere you very quickly realize you're like, you fucking suck. Like I don't have anything in common with you or you're just a try hard boner. Like I just am not interested in, in pursuing this relationship any further. And then when you like finally do, yeah, honestly, finally do like start meeting or, or getting to know somebody who is like a substance individual and, you know, has more to bring to a conversation than just clout chasing and shit like that. Um, you really are like, okay, the, are you, you, can, you can love. I mean, I mean, I mean, like we were going like to say that till the end word, of the podcast. Like, it's but, not like, oh, no, I mean, I don't know, man. You know. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> it is. <laughs> What's going on over there? It's just a lot of egos in the fitness industry. Yeah. You know? And it's hard to fit all those in one room sometimes. And so, they're very fragile. Yeah. They're and that room being egos. like social media, like Instagram, you know, TikTok, all of that. But and it's crazy because it's never that deep. It's like there is room, but they 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 see it as this small little bubble that we all fit in and they're all just fighting for that middle spot you know but it's just we can all exist within the same spot and there's no true like middle like you don't always have to be the center of attention or like the best well it's even beyond that bro not to get sad now rather than toxic like (laughs) that portion of their life is so tied to their identity and that portion of their life is going to be gone in a blink of an eye Mm -hmm. you're not going to be relevant on the internet forever like if your identity is so tied to your biceps, you're not going to have big biceps forever. If your identity is so tied to your follower account and how many people are commenting and liking your shit, you're not going to be happy forever. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same. It's like the same dopamine hit as doing drugs. Mm-hmm. And so you get so addicted to this stuff. And that's the first thing where JP got the, the check on the homies. Um, Barquan and Omar Esau for like two of my best friends. And we always yeah. like read the, the world that way because we see the world similarly. And so I met you with Bart at the same time. And trust me, we were fucking judging the shit out of you. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And we're like, all right, as you should. As, as yeah, 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 no, yeah. no, of course. I mean, you really have to like, you know, gauge people when you bro. First meet like, them. yeah, is this is this homie like? What circle is he going to yeah. be in? Is he going to be like yeah. uh, out? Is he going to be like kind of business relationship? Is he going to be like medium circle, or, or could he work his way into like the the homies? Yeah, I mean, there's people you collab with. There's people you kick it with. One hundred percent. And even that for me, you know, over the years, like I've just been doing a little bit longer than y'all, like. I won't even collab with people that aren't even like outer circle. Like if you're, if if I hate you, like I'm not going to fake it on camera to to waste my time. Like my life's precious, man. My time's precious. I think I matter more than the likes that I can get from this dude who's bigger than me because he sucks. Um, And JP got the pass, you know, and Evan already got the pass in one day. No, (laughs) I was just, I just was angled that my shoulders are angled that way. Uh, And it just goes that way. And you guys will slowly start to see it. You already see like, like if you're so fragile is a really good word. They're so fragile that like, 
they got to take the best picture and they got to take the best this and they got to look the best way and i'm not gonna do oh you want to do legs today my legs are weak i'm not gonna train legs with evan like i'm only gonna do chest because that's how i beat evan like yeah a lot of seriously think like no that's why you know that's how they play the content we're like i showed up with y'all and y'all and i sandbagged for sure but you guys are like doing legs i was like yeah i'll do fucking yeah they're not at their absolute best no and they're about to get mobbed then they're not even showing up i was doing two legs which uh jp was doing with one leg on the leg press i was like yeah put it on the internet i don't care well, the thing is, like, this, everybody knows this dude is like, you know, he's squatting like seven hundred pounds. Over no, there, so. <laughs> Mike's lying, man. Yeah. He's like, he, you oh, can say nah. list, but then you just go on your IG and it's like, oh, he's ripping like six hundred for fifteen reps, whatever. <laughs> I think, I think it's I'm really standing for you. I think it's really interesting, kind of this identity that surrounds people like in their sport. Because when I when I ran track and field. I felt like I lived it and breathed it. And it was almost as I didn't have anything outside of that. And everything that I did, I always considered how that would affect my running career for the day. Sure. You know what I mean? And it just became something where it became a bad obsession. It mm. became something where like I wouldn't spend time with my friends because I yeah. wanted to be so good. And it's interesting because it's like, yes, I was in a place where I was good. But also at the same time, it was like, mentally i like wasn't in a good place because i was so hyper focused on being the best yeah i did yeah yeah. i i ran so much from a young age like i I, feel like that's part of it yeah yeah. you had the chance to mature right so you got that really like anal stage of your life where you're like this is it and then you're like (laughs) (laughs) why why are you so dirty dude but now you got the chance to you know like grow up and be like this isn't all there is right for sure bring her in we can talk (laughs) (laughs) yeah man i mean i was running i I think seventh grade i ran like a 509 mile and then that's in, so stupid. I could and run then in crazy grade, too. I ran 550. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Flip it like a 905. Yeah. And then when I was in eighth grade, I ran like just under 440. So it was like I was running times, you know, not, not phenomenal because now the training has just become so much better. You have high schoolers that are consistently running four, That's sub a lot four. Of sports, though. You know, yeah. But at the time, I was like, you know, I got to high school and I realized like, oh, I can, I can go to college for this. And then it just started to, you know, started to have these thoughts was like, well, I need to get serious. And then I didn't realize as I got older, I was like, damn, that was like my whole identity. And I feel like I see that in a lot of body bodybuilders, powerlifters, yeah, you know? I, I was going to say, because I, I do think there's absolutely value in dedicating a lot of yourself to something, like being oh, passionate about something and chasing lofty goals. I really think a lot of people in in this day and age in society actually lack that, For which sure. is why I think there's you know higher occurrences of, of certain mental health issues and stuff like that. But I also think that you have to make sure you're doing something for the right reason. You know what I mean? So yeah. for me, it's like lifting came around very young for me, and it was never originally when I first started lifting, it was an explicit goal thing, like or sorry, an extrinsic goal thing where I was like, yeah, like I want to, I want girls to think I'm more attractive, and you know, I want How, to be better bro, at you sports. Can't beat a ten, <laughs> <laughs> six two, yeah, conventionally like, attractive, basically. I want was, girls to think I'm attractive. I was a fucking, Canadian. I was a <laughs> man, a. That's the only bad thing, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to, we had to balance it out. I, I was a fucking geek when until like puberty hit me like a truck i was lucky in that sense and then i just like kind of girls that like you when you're five that's your sad story yeah. <laughs> i, I could get 20 year olds when i was 13 yeah. 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 I could but get then i turned 14 I and i could get 20 year olds <laughs> yeah it was tough from 13 to 14 it was tough <laughs> i really struggled <laughs> but no i just like that those were my initial goals with lifting and then it was like very very quickly i realized like the the extrinsic goal like the the you know destination mattered like much 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 less and i really fell in love with the journey aspect like you know it sounds very cliche but it was like i enjoyed the practice rather than the game or, or you know the championship whatever however you want to kind of oh like, no i'm the same way that's why i don't compete in powerlifting is basketball i hate it practice and i love game playing yeah. i like the game i like doing yeah. stuff powerlifting i hate competing but i like the training i like the yeah. days in and days and that's out. the thing people say to me about bodybuilding they're like man you think you should compete in, in bodybuilding or powerlifting i think it'd be a great experience but like for me it's not about that kind of thing and if i decided to compete i think it would make it about that kind of thing yeah. whereas for me i just love the practice like i love the day in and day out kind of thing and that's why i know for me like it is a healthy passion whereas if i'm doing all these things sacrificing all these things for like you know one day of the year kind of thing 
then perhaps it's some it's something that you, maybe you should reassess. You know what I mean? Back to like the friend group stuff, kind of on that same note is like a lot of the people that I end up surrounding myself with are people that I know with just like lift to lift and they don't lift for a camera where it has changed so much where people have gotten so monetarily successful in the game that they decide to lift because they see with someone like JP, like, oh, well, JP talks about lifting and he has so many followers and he looks like he's successful. So like, I I've gone to the gym. All right, I'll just start filming my gym where, again, like an old head talk here, but me, Bar, Nomar, like we were in the fitness industry when YouTube was it didn't exist. Yeah, for years before that. Literally, yeah. it didn't exist. And then we're like, oh, well, I have this skill or this part of my life. Let me share this with the world. Yeah. Now I want to jump to you and I, uh, you don't have to dig too deep because I know you have a real job, might get in trouble. But more like on the uh, clothing, <laughs> designing, fashion thing. Um, that world seems different to me, although there's probably egos because you're friends and know people at the highest levels of those uh, crafts. But it's interesting to me because they're always behind the scenes and you you as yeah. well, and you don't have to go too much, but you, you design and, and work on these products that billions of people wear, use, love, money's going crazy, but you're just behind a screen designing and working. Same with most designers, right? That like, sounds pretty nice. Honestly. Yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, it's cooler yeah. to me, honestly, than the bullshit we do. But and in my sense, I see my YouTube in that way. Although it is my face that ends up on the screen, I just feel like I'm behind the scenes, and then I release that, and it's just released. Yeah. Rather oh, than yeah, like, interesting. it's almost yeah. like a different human to me. Like, yeah, it's me, yeah. and I'm being authentic or whatever. You but don't like, think about it later. It's not attached. I think of it as like a product. Yeah. I don't think yeah, about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. I think of it as like a product. Like we made this podcast, and now we ship this podcast. Yeah. Um, we made this, and now this is for you to share. You made this sneaker, now for you to enjoy um what are the egos like in that world or like because <laughs> and please name names i can see the wheels like yeah, turning. yeah. i've been thinking about it do you want me to yeah go ahead. thank you um you know what's interesting i i think there's a lot of parallels between like what i experience just from what you guys talk about in powerlifting bodybuilding it's the exact same yeah it's literally the exact same you have phenomenal people like there's for example, the team at Bodega, um, shout out Ryan and Drew and Ricky and a lot of the people there, great people, genuine people that want to create beautiful product and also at the same time will give you the time of day, talk to you. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, you have people, you know, I've been in situations, I'm not going to name <laughs> names, but I was at this event and... I met this guy that I was like, oh, this guy seems super cool. Like, I've always admired his work. He came up to me and was like, hey, man, where's the bathroom at? And I was like, damn, I've met you like five times, dog. <laughs> yeah, like, this yeah, isn't. Yeah. Like, oh, and you've spoken it. Like, yeah, I've yeah. not not kind of at length, like one or two times at yeah. length. And like, dude doesn't even remember me. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. At least and give me a good to see ya. And it's not even necessarily that like I care, but like he's famous. Like, mm -hmm. that's fine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. also at the same time, it's like you're also famous within the community. Yeah, for sure. Like, like say, though, it's like, just human decency. It, yeah, is. exactly. Give me exactly. a good to see you, man. Yeah, I'm not good with names. I forget a lot of names, but I like even last night, uh, one of the guys at y'all's table, I, he, he was a member of Barber Brigade. And I just say, hey, man, you look real familiar. And he's like, oh, I used to train at Barber Brigade. I was like, I know, I see you, bro. What's up? Like, I don't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, even if you don't remember, bro, you just, I just like, was like, but bro, you I obviously yeah, yeah. made the effort to, you know. Exactly. Yeah, rather than like, you know, who's this bitch JPG coaching, you know? What's the point? Yeah, no, it's it's just it's difficult because you're like, you can just be a good human being. There's there's nothing yeah. wrong with having a following and reaching this level within the fashion industry and being like, oh, well, I'm cool and I have X amount of followers like I'm just not even going to give people the time of day, even within the creator community. Yeah, that's what I it, thought the creator might be different. Heads. Yeah. The, the, the issue, I guess, with the parallels of our industries is that it is based on looks. Even I was just about to say that. So that's why I rip our world because I'm like, all right, so we have looks. It's already yeah. shallow. And now we have internet already shallow. Yep. Social media and money all shallow. All compounds. All the early fruits shallow. And I... I guess from fashion, it is in a sense where if you have a certain perspective, it's all how you look. But if you go to a deeper perspective, probably your buddies at Bodega or whatever, you do see it as art and creation. And that's, I guess, the difference of how I see YouTube and podcasts. I see it as creation, not that I'm working masterpieces of art, but I do see it as creation and then I'm shipping it rather than these other folks probably see it as like, no, this is my body. This is me. I'm sharing me with the world and my looks and I'm, I'm gifting my looks to the world. You oh know, like God, where, where I'm sure fashion's kind of somewhere there where I'm creating a product 
product that has use and utility and I think it's beautiful and well thought out and attention to detail rather than like, oh, I make people or I wear shit to uh, look cool. Exactly. Dude, you I know, never this really is, thought about it like that, like product versus, I'm smart, you know, dude. Like, I'm no, smart. No, 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 no. <laughs> Humble, too. No, just because like, Humble whenever too. I put out my videos, I'm like, if a video doesn't do well, I'm not like, oh, I didn't do well. I'm like, that piece of information that I thought would be helpful for so many people, like didn't, didn't do as well as I thought. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so I don't take it personally. I'm just like, man, I thought that like, that would do better. You know? You're so, a good example too. Let's yeah. hit people with this because uh, you are an overnight success. When's the first time you put? Uh, <laughs> when's the first time you put a video out? Let me let me just say that that kind of hurts a little bit because I was on Instagram for like two three years. That's why I just that. asked it, idiot. I know. I was on, okay, look, <laughs> look, look. I, look, I, look, you. I, was, I just say, threw you an alley success. <laughs> I built it up from like. I just threw you an alley oop, you dummy. Nah, you're a one hit wonder. I just threw you an alley oop. No, no, no. All right. When was the first? Hold video? on. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> but I, okay, so. Yeah, when was the, when your first content you started creating? April of a year. I think it was maybe 2021. That's TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. No, but, no, no. First content you created. Oh, dude, that was forever ago. That's why yeah. I threw you the alley oop, idiot. Yeah, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> but there was a period of time for, I think, like, maybe around three years on Instagram where, so, I mean, I was building up an online coaching business from essentially nothing. I mean, I had no friends within the uh, industry. I had no idea how to build that business. So part of what I did every day was I did two to three posts, usually three posts on Instagram every single day. One or two of them had to be client related posts. And then one of them had to be some sort of educational post or at least like a workout. So that was like kind of my formula for just building, you know, my own little client base within my like realm of 2000 followers on Instagram. And I did very well doing that. Um, I was making a living, but you know, I wasn't, you know, nobody knew me when I was walking outside or at an expo or anything like that. I mean, I was at the Arnold like a few years ago and it's surreal because I was one of the dudes like in line waiting to get like signatures and pictures and stuff like that. And then I was like there this weekend doing that. Yeah, but so, you've been chugging like, 2016, 2017, 2018, making yeah, tight trying to make content. Yeah, with it, nobody was watching. I got a, <laughs> I got a question for you. So, yeah, um, with with respect to that kind of thing, so you've been making content for several years now. But how long you've been training for? And this is, I'm going to segue this because I wanted to say something yeah. about this earlier. Since I was 14, I'm 27 now. I just turned 27 last time. Damn, you old. old shit. Yeah, yeah. I started <laughs> tracking macros at 14. And I that ain't healthy. I was going to say that. <laughs> no, so I, I, got, so I got to that point John got to. I was obsessive. Yeah. I, I literally missed people's birthdays just to get a lift in. Yeah. Right? And uh, I, yeah, I I'll never forgive you for that. I was like... <laughs> yeah, that one hurt, dude. I'm yeah. sorry. That hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were Bro's arm day. But yeah, I mean, it just got to an obsessive point. I realized it just wasn't healthy, you know? So I found that balance later on. I realized I could make great progress and still, you know, go to people's birthdays. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what? the core. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's it's not crazy, loud. crazy thought, right? That's you can have you other interests and still make great progress. That's like the core concept of flexible dieting, right? It's not eating yeah. Pop-Tarts all day. It's about like, oh, exactly. I can wiggle shit around yeah. and be a human. No, mm. I, I um, quickly will say that, yeah, that I've been there before too. I was very obsessive because I was so driven at some point. I mean, I had like one, my past relationship literally – for for most part, I would say ended because of that because I just was not willing to to falter in that on that. Um, but the reason I ask you that is because and you were talking a little bit earlier about um, you know the whole like drive for people to want to be influencers now. I think like especially in the context of fitness, it's going backwards in the sense people are like I want to be an influencer and then they kind of like work backward from there like how can I achieve that? Whereas like for me and like JP like. I've been training for ten years. And me and John, why are they doing that? <laughs> and Jim I mean, dude, look at look at people Jim like McDee the Liver King. six hundred before you were born. It's crazy. I mean, <laughs> not before you. Ninety-five. When did you pull six? Uh, when did I pull six? Probably twenty eleven. Yeah. 95 we're just i was just, I it was for the it was for the statement bro if i said like real math it doesn't make an impact it, i, 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 I don't know that's how you tell a story like, yeah, thank you a, thank you evan that is yeah, 11 and i spent six months rehabbing my uh hamstring before that oh wow so yeah, basically, yeah. like, could have been seven hundred. Let's be honest. Maybe nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Round it up. You know. No, but that's exactly but what yeah, I was talking about. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I, I've had, ironically, I've had this discussion with several people recently, and they're just everybody wants to be an influencer now, um, even if they don't even have a thing that they're like passionate about or and something like, to share. Like, I'm, what are you that's telling? What are you teaching? It's like you got to be. You have to. I mean, this sounds so cliche, but you have to provide value and you got to, I honestly think like you should probably be exceptional in some way. 
And like, if you're into fitness, for example, like obviously the whole, the, the TikTok fitness wave is taking over right now. And it's all these kids who are, which I love, I love like kids getting into fitness. Like I sure. think that's great. I love sure. everyone getting into fitness. I think that's great. It's, even if it is for the wrong reasons, I just think it's good to, fitness is good. It's healthy yeah. generally and that kind of thing. Yeah, and I would, ra- exactly. I'd yeah. rather people be doing that than nothing. You know what I mean? But people are like, oh, you know, I've been working out for six months. You know, and I'm, I'm going to be an influencer. Thing, though, you know, it's I'm like, going to pound out content. Before it was, I'm going to be a personal trainer, right? And now it's just like they jump straight to like influencer, and in, in a sense, it's worse because oh, know, I think so. Now they're influencing people that with they what? never would have, you know, with information that not, you know, that might necessarily not be like you know correct or true. And even if it is, it's um, just we're pushing re- out products. But well, we've re- got you to yeah. fact check everybody. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we got us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at JP. Yeah, I think we all kind of do that. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just regurgitated info rather than like explaining info. And I agree with you. Like, you don't have to be fucking, you know, Jesus Christ reincarnate, but like, you should have a skill or at least be working to a skill. Yeah. And you can share that journey. Exactly. Hey, I've only trained for two months and my goal is to be the best personal trainer in the world. Follow along. Yeah. And just go as you go. Like, and that's, but as long as you have to take, exactly, you have to take that angle, like, be authentic and be like, yeah, so. I I am only right here right yeah. now, but I plan to be here. And if that interests you, and, and the way that I relay content interests you, then then follow along. But you don't have yeah, to be everyone JP. Is, everybody is going from this like I have I haven't even paid my dues with lifting yet. You know what I mean? Like yeah. for me, it was like I was lifting for eight years before I was like, hmm, I still love this shit a lot. Yeah, and I would like to help other people, so maybe I should actually give it a shot and start making some content. I mean, how many people have you seen, though, that have been lifting just, you know, for a very minute amount of time? And then you see, like, their Instagram, Twitter, whatever, like, I'm online coaching now. I'm an online coach. I'm just like, (laughs) if anything, online coaching is even harder than training in person because you can't direct them. How can you just go online without training in person? Yeah, because how do you you word that, you know, to be able to uh, uh, relay it to the average person? Because in person, you can at least move their bodies, you know, show them on the machine. But online, you have to be able to type that out in a way that's easy to understand. Well, and you see that the fix works, right? I was training people from 6 a.m. to midnight for four Mm -hmm. years, and I could see, oh, I've had this client for three years, and remember that? She couldn't even deadlift, and now she does this, this, and this. Online, how do you even know your cue or your coaching works? Like, the proof's in the pudding. Yeah, Like, sure, they can send a video, and you could, you know what I mean? But So I'll full disclosure here, because I think transparency is important. I do online coaching and I've never done like explicitly right, in-person coaching. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I absolutely agree with that sentiment. So my roommate has countless hours of in-person training. Um, he run like he was the second in command, like assistant head strength and conditioning coach oh, at dope. my university. So he used to you run played like, football, huh? I tried. What the fuck's going on in Canadian football, bro? Dude, <laughs> I'm not the person not to bad, ask. Man. Do yeah, not let me American. be the representative. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to bow out on that. I don't know anything about sports. so I just know that you guys are like three teams. Like high school, <laughs> it's, not, it's not normal to have a high school team. It's like rare-ish. Yeah, we had 22 kids in our high school team. I played all, I played against all each other. four ways. played quarterback and wide yeah. receiver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Threw the ball to myself. <laughs> but no, I'm just, anyway, he just... my. Before we move on to that, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's funny, honestly. Um, he has lots of hours, like, you know, even running full group team, full team sessions. Which you know is a whole other talent, too. Exactly. And he said to me, he's like, man, I really think I really think you should do online coaching because I think you have a lot of knowledge and that kind of stuff. He just said, but understand that it's going to be a lot more difficult than you think. And you should do your best to get some in-person experience or that kind yeah. of thing before you go into that. And I think that's very, very true. Like online basically just makes things that much more... Um, tedious, you know yeah. what I mean? Because it's like to build you up a little bit, though. I do know you've talked. I've heard over. I snooped hearing you talk to JP and talk to other people, and I know you've hired online coaches as well. Because um, even people now ask me like, "Oh, what's the best way to learn?" And I was like, "Oh, there's some like podcasts and articles and stuff you can read." But the, honestly, the best way is to get a coach. Do, and, and I, I know you play sports, agree. and I know you worked out in gyms with good coaches. But then you've also had good online coaches, and I'm, <clears> I assume <throat> just by being around you a couple of days, and I could literally hear you talking to JP and others. You probably ask them real questions. Yeah, you didn't just say like, oh, okay, three by three, I'll go to three by three. Like, hey, man, why are we doing this? Or what do you think about that? And that's how you actually learn to become a coach and learn to build a skill. My, uh, b- b- no, 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 I was just going to say, it's a good way to filter coaches as well. If you ask them a question and they, you know, oh, I, it's just what I've always, you know. No, they, they have give to you a have bunch of nebulous kind of, terms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some kind good. of reasoning, you know, why am I doing this? If they can't answer that or they don't want to answer that, probably not the best fit as a coach, you know? Yeah, I, um, I've I've only had two coaches, so I've had I hired my first online coach uh, 
almost three years ago now. And then after working with him for about two years, I moved from kind of powerlifting focus to bodybuilding focus. Both of my coaches that I have had will say that I'm annoying as shit. Like <laughs> I just ask too many questions because I want to learn so much. Yeah. Um, so I try to strike that, that line, but I am a firm believer that like, if you're really passionate about learning and continuing to learn, there's always somebody who knows more than you and you should always have a coach because if nothing else, it's going to produce constructive discussion. Like even if, even if your coach doesn't know more than you per se, and you guys have like equal knowledge just for argument's sake, objective view. Exactly. You can still get that objective perspective Mm -hmm. and you can still talk shop and learn and and that kind of thing, come to more productive conclusions. And I know a lot of dudes who are content creators or who are around my age and you know what I mean? They're starting to get into it and that kind of thing. And like, they don't have a coach and I'm like, I don't know how serious you can be about learning or how delusional you can be or that your ego is so big that you don't think you can learn more from somebody else. Yeah. Like I just think it's, it's, it is easily the best investment if you're really serious about it. I think finding a good coach is difficult. Yeah. But I think also at the same time, there's something to be said about always being a student, you know, exactly. Always wanting to grow as a person, as an individual. It's not just about, you know, if like if there's any coach that's telling you like oh I'm not learning I'm not pushing myself that's a red flag. Well, they probably don't say. It. Like, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> By the way. Yeah. yeah. No, but, but, yeah. If, but if you actively yeah, yeah. see them like no the, not, not the general concept's weird. You know? I, I, I've obviously coached, and so like my I think the view of my the world to me is that I'm a coach and like an expert. I don't know. I might be wrong, but I got a coach, and people are like oh dude you sell like programs and like you coach people. Why'd you get a coach? I'm like, what? You're, people, no, no, no. Yeah, that's in the, general, that's, that's like really. That's the big view. You know? yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no. I was like, well, one, I don't want to like. I can write my own program, but I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. And then yeah. two, like, why can't I learn? Exactly. Like, why can't I? Yeah. But I do think like a big part of it also, like again, even if you are on the same level, you know, knowledge wise about the objective view. Again, like because you can like the emotional aspect that comes with training, not hitting lifts, <clears> especially <throat> with powerlifting and stuff like that. It can really get to your head. And I feel like mess with whatever you want to program for the following weeks, right? So, right. And if the coach just, knows you know, me, which he did, it was Joe yeah. Stanick. Like, I, I just like, gave him feedback that he probably took more serious. Hey, Joe, man, ran a bunch of volume in 2017. Didn't go great. Let's look at the higher frequency stuff it or whatever. a lot when the client, you know, has experience. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Fucking knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah because you can, uh, you can be more acute. Mm-hmm. with how you explain things like you're it's almost like last night when we were talking about like jargon yeah like with talking about like lifestyle and fashion and all that kind of stuff it's the same thing with weightlifting it's like if you can convey a message more clearly it's only going to help the level of communication yeah absolutely and, and communication is again another cliche term from me or another cliche saying but communication is is so tough and it's so important and especially in the context of for example online coaching yeah it's tough it, it, you can't do, you know, <clears throat> you don't have in person to be like, you know, yep, move this here like this. And you have to like actually use, you know, you have to be very good at articulating yourself. Yeah, cues are more ha- important. They have to be able to understand more clearly for sure. Yeah. And the thing is like when I have an experienced client versus like a non-experienced client, it just cuts down the amount of verbiage that I have to use yeah. in a sentence. You know what I mean? Because I have to be able to relate complex topics in an easy to understand way. So usually it ends up being just a much longer explanation. That's another that. expert cue for me too. And yeah. some people distillation. Some people are gonna be yeah. friends and they might get offended here, but like, bro, you using big words doesn't make you a good coach. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we've been talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. that. You disagree? Yeah. Well no, 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 no we no. completely no, agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, agree, like, agree. Like if I'm talking to you, sure, you and I can throw around some anatomy, but just because you read an anatomy chart doesn't mean you're gonna tell me how to build muscle or build strength. Yeah. Like and like ninety nine percent of people <laughs> fucking won't have a clue what i'm talking about exactly and what's your job yeah, yeah. as a coach exactly to communicate a plan to yeah. get you where you want to go that's something that that in the context of what we were talking about um yeah there's lots of people who make content and it's basically just like a, an intelligence flex they oh, just are trying nutrition, to nutrition yeah anatomy like they're just yeah. like yeah. they're they're gonna use the most complex like academic jargon to sound smart and like flex their like lexicon and uh my friends with phds I really hope I use would that agree word properly yeah, my friends with PhDs agree like that doesn't even matter. Like you again, you're like, yeah, I, I don't need to know the exact like molecular process of protein synthesis for me to get someone fucking jacked. Exactly, and and the, the Gen Pop, and even well, honestly, more than just Gen Pop, like the vast majority, like you said, of clients and stuff like that, or just people who are trying to learn from people like us who make content, yeah. and, and yeah. they're they don't care. Yeah. They don't need to know what the infraspinatus is and yeah. does and whatever. They just need like they're like, bruh. 
just dumb it down so that I know what I'm to do, how to do it properly. But what sucks then to play semi devil's advocate is the then, but the pop or the consumer, the listener, the viewer does think that that person's smarter. Oh, that's a big, big word. I had to Google Gen that. Gen Pop doesn't know, man. No, I know. And, and I hate but you it look all. At any real educator, though, <laughs> that's trying to talk to Gen Pop, and they will never speak like that. They'll never yeah. speak like that. Because there are some people out there, and I'll even watch their videos, and I was like, man, I had to replay that because what are you even trying to say? It's confusing to me sometimes just listening to it. And I have a pretty good, you know, at least I think so, understanding of vernacular. You know, yeah, vernacular, yeah. things they're saying. But. You know, it's such a confusing way of putting it out there just to make people think you're smart. So. You guys trying to get weird? I might be. There's there's hot to. off the fucking presses, James. Nads, nads with the uh, I know, the clutch me. news. So uh, there's a guy been going around um, for a while now on the internet. Um, not really in our space, but he's pretty well touted or, you know, re- well regarded. His name's Elon Musk. Oh, oh initial reaction here, huh? And uh, <laughs> so we got... Breaking Twitter news from Fox News um, and a guy named Zuby Music, who has been uh, I think he's a rapper. Uh, don't quote me, but he's gotten quite political over the last three years on his Twitter. I followed him for a little while. I don't follow him, but I've seen his shit. Um, I would say right, right, right side leaning. And no one has to speak out of their terms here or what you're uncomfortable with. We can edit anything out because we might get a little hairy. Um, but it does highly relate to our world, which we have heard over the last couple of years. And a similar lawsuit happened about eight years ago. Uh, with CrossFit, and it also happened within the last four years in powerlifting. But I believe powerlifting uh, and CrossFit had both won those lawsuits, and this is the I first know. time they had lost. I feel like I know where this is going. So Fox News reports that USA Powerlifting must let transgender athletes compete in women's decision in women's division after losing discrimination case, um, and from there, uh, which is you know we can even keep it very neutral, right? That's just a, a report. Uh, that's just what happened. Um, and Zuby says, progress, don't be a bigot. Um, and I think he's saying that sarcastically. I might be wrong. Because uh, then he throws... Just knowing his content. He throws these hands up in the sky, you know, the little emotes. Uh, yeah. um, but the response from that, I actually think, is is disrespectful. And I'm pretty neutral on uh, Elon. But his automatic uh, uh, tweet from that is laughy face. Now, I think all these, um, regardless of where you sit politically or, or spiritually or religiously, I, I, I don't really care because I think everyone has a seat at the table when conversation is at point. But we're mm. talking about people's like identities. We're talking about who they think they are or who they are. We're talking about sports that really matter to a lot of people. Um, so I think any way you talk about these things should be respectful. Mm-hmm. And so for Elon, who knows nothing about powerlifting and probably nothing about fucking uh, gender, you know, like the dude's a fucking 1010 uh, coding guy. Yeah, it's honestly just so really just to come in with a, a laughy face tough, is weird to me to start topic, insanely you know? tough. And right. and I've had the same thing too. And I'll start out to make you boys more comfortable since it is my podcast. I'll throw my fucking hat in the ring. Um, I've said for a long time because WADA, I believe, which is the ruling uh, government for the Olympics um, in terms of drug testing and most of the rules, I believe they said two years post-hormone therapy that you can compete, right? And that was a big story during the Olympics. I believe there was a New Zealand um, weightlifter who was born male, mm-hmm. um, uh, transgender uh, woman, uh, decided to compete and did make the Olympics. I believe yeah, she bombed out did. and didn't yeah. uh, do it, but she made the Olympics. Um, and I've always thought, and this is you know my opinion, and you guys can have your own and leave in the comments or, or find us and we can have a, a civil discussion because all these things get uncivil for whatever reason. Mm. I've always thought participation should be allowed um, and don't bite my head off. I think participation should be allowed. I think competition should probably be based on what we're born physiologically. As athletes, um, athletics are based on physiology mostly. Sure, there's a mental component, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking gender, all these things do, um, and I agree, it's like a spectrum and, and you know, whatever. But when sports, the what makes sports beautiful is there's a score. There's a winner, a loser. It's not, there's no spectrum in sports. Yeah, yeah. Sports is win, lose. Um, and physiologically, there's so many things that they don't look into a WADA. At one point, I did a YouTube video six years ago or so, and I dug into their uh, exact like data and their rules a little deeper. So don't quote me here because I probably forgot it. It was six years ago. But again, I think it's two years post-hormone therapy. And they were mostly looking at testosterone, which as we all know here as uh, big jack men, uh, that testosterone plays one small role. 
In terms of natural powerlifting, was the easiest example. If we look at natural powerlifting, you could be have the sickest, best natural powerlifting physique and be on the lower end spectrum of natural testosterone. Testosterone, as long as, you know, say I go through puberty and I have 300 megs, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys might know a little bit more than me even on the test stuff. If I have 300 megs, which is lower spectrum for natural testosterone, I could hypothetically have the biggest dopest beard and be the most jacked guy as long as my 300 is steady through my adult is trt allowed in usa powerlifting uh like so, medically so i don't think so yet i don't think in wada although it is in ufc who's based on wada that's why it gets all com- com- weird because wada is the ruling board for the olympics and then other sports say they use wada rules but they'll do their own testing like yeah, I believe crossfit I, isn't ufc usada so USADA is the United States of WADA. Okay, that's our okay, branch. Okay. Um, so that's based on the same rules. But I don't even know if they do the actual testing. They mm-hmm. just sometimes go by those rules. Mm-hmm. So CrossFit, again, don't quote me on this. This is literally just live off Twitter. Um, I wasn't prepped to talk about it. But I think uh, CrossFit says they go by WADA rules, but they don't use WADA. They, they just go by those rules. So they're doing their own testing. Mm-hmm. Right? Gotcha. And then UFC, I think, might be similar. I might be wrong. So, you, well, I was just going to say, like, there's um, – because those, those, you know, minor – details make a big difference i think that's why sure. the whole usa pl or whatever left the ipf so that was the biggest reason they left the ipf is that actually usa pl wanted to test more, more. stringently exactly. than the ipf and it does come down to business where i don't think it is a morality thing don't quote me but i'm pretty sure the ipf didn't want to change that rule because other nations couldn't afford the yeah. stringent testing <clears throat> rather think, uh usa was like we'll test them no matter what however we can yeah compared to being like it has to only be done by usada which is extremely expensive and then it was right. not going to be able to happen at every meet mm. so you're going to have people coming in that right. are on knowing that this meet they're not going to test they could somehow find out and yeah. win a championship and then fuck off but right now if you're competing in the USAPL and you're winning, you're getting tested. And we're talking powerlifting, right? Which is on the beta bottom scale, like I talked about on the last podcast with Avi. They're not even getting fucking paid and we're doing all these crazy rules. Because then we scale way up, right? We have something like cycling. And if you haven't watched the movie Icarus, I suggest you go watch the movie Icarus. And yeah, it's a documentary. It's not based in the Bible, but there's probably truths there. That you can pass any fucking test if you want. And Lance Armstrong was the most popular guy besides Tiger Woods on the planet and got by every test. Now, you have the best team behind you. It's it's you I mean, figure it out. Yeah. To leapfrog that from again testosterone hormones being one thing, what about the other genetic factors? Uh, you guys are familiar with the Q angle, so Q angle is a big thing. That's why, like, uh, don't quote me, JP might not might know better, but it's like fifty to eighty percent more ACL tears happen in women than men. Uh, and that's because of Q angle, which basically means where your hips are in line to where your knees are. Women's hips are obviously wider than their knees, where men, uh, not always, because there is you know variance, but typically their knees are straight down from their hips, um, meaning we have just a broader base. And then that internal rotation of the knee on impact or cutting, you're gonna rip less ACLs, right? So what about that when it comes to sports? If someone does this hormone therapy for two years and now they compete in this sport, what about tendon? and ligaments that i assume what about muscle fiber types that might be something you might not know i but i assume there is, uh, males yeah, there are born with between, different yeah. muscle fiber types just purely based on stats now the argument to play devil's advocate then i'll let you guys speak i want to just lay it all out there for your thoughts the other devil's advocate i guess you could say is if you took like the uh, the genetic spectrum of born female um uh, most elite athlete whatever that means crazy mm. muscle fiber types crazy this that right and then the least uh female uh, genetically born uh, with the best or the worst muscle fiber type, the worst tendons, the worst fast twitch, all this. And then you take the men, same thing. Yeah, there's probably overlap. Yeah. Right? The worst athletic male on the planet is probably least strong and less explosive than the, the strongest, right? Like you take the weakest dude on the planet that's ever been born genetically and you have him race Serena Williams, yeah, he's going to get smoked. Um, but then if you want to go to those extremes of whipping those out, then why even have uh, male-female sports? Throw them all together. Well, that's the thing. I think you have to quantify how large that overlap is, which is obviously yeah. very difficult to do. <laughs> so right. hard. Right. But yeah, I think what do you do, a, a bench press test? Yeah, we just can't yeah, do it. There's, yeah. I, think there's a, I think it's generally accepted to say that the, the overlap is probably not that big relative to what is not overlap. Um and I apologize for any of the listeners who are not able to follow. Like, no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Illustration. The, the median, the median is are far apart still. That's what exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, and I'll I'll just say like, I think the 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 um goal of trying to include as many people as possible and giving as many people a you know a place to compete or participate, however you want to kind of say, I love that. 
Um, I tend to be very centric, which in today's society is probably soft. I was going to say I'm probably deemed as like, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like I would consider myself to be centrist, but everyone else compared to the, the average right now, I would be seen as right. I think. But that being said, like I think everyone should have an opportunity to pursue their passion and what they love and, and compete and, and and enjoy like all the great things that sport and, and competition brings to the table. Um, but unfortunately, I think sometimes if you look at it even from like kind of kind of an economics perspective, it's like you need to have the means to provide that place to compete. So it's like, for example, um, I don't know if this analogy really works, but you could have like let's look at like intramural sports at a university, right? Or a college, you guys say in the States here, you'd have, you know, men's intramural sports or you'd have women's or you could have a co-ed or whatever. But then, you know, maybe somebody's like, well, I'm in a wheelchair and I want to play wheelchair basketball. If there aren't enough people who want to do that and there's no wheelchair basketball league, like, what do you do there? They're just, the, the reality is that you just don't have the means to allow that. And sure, maybe you could let them compete with people who are not in a wheelchair, but is that going to even be enjoyable for them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that's kind of where I bring the analogy to the, the, tra- the transgender situation is, you know, if somebody wants to go from a position of male to female, where stereotypically that probably means they're going to be relatively successful after, um, as you alluded to with the, the New Zealand weightlifter, you know, is that really everybody like they might enjoy that because they're probably going to be, they, they may be pretty successful, but everybody else is going to be probably not going to enjoy it that much. And then if you're to go the other way, um, which I think we were briefly discussing because I saw this video recently of like a UFC type of fight where I think there was a woman who tra- transitioned to be a male and didn't see a lot of success. And I just think like we could... You don't hear those stories a lot. Exactly. So, and I think that's kind of where like the, the data speaks for itself because yeah, there's the, uh, is it Fallon Fox? is the big MMA fighter that was uh, born male um, and competed against women after transitioning um, and had some success and then, but then got knocked out and then people say, see, it's not unfair, mm. but that's N equals one. Like yeah. the data is not enough. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, at least the stories, again, I'm no expert. This is hot off the presses, but going the other way, you don't hear the story of them being on a professional level kind of builds the data for you. Yeah. It kind of builds the story. Like and it probably isn't their competition. That's kind of what I was going to say. If yeah. you took like a free market approach and we're just like, all right, have at her, let it ride and let's see how it goes. Then I feel like it just what I just don't think it would be sustainable. And I think you we probably well, run I think into more would, problems would than come not. to a sort of tipping point, essentially. That's right? kind of what I'm saying. So yeah. I think that, you know, sure, like like if you want to allow it, let's let it happen, right? But at some point you might see some sort of tipping where where you're competing at such a high level already before all this was even happening the margins for the people winning first, second, third are so small, right? So if someone already has even a a minor advantage, then that could be a huge advantage, right? Because we're talking like, uh, you know, 0.1 of a second, we're talking about track. Have you won by 0.01 of a dot yesterday? Right, so yeah, yeah. so we're talking, you know, minute, minute margins here for people who are winning first, second, third. So if you have even a slight advantage, that's a huge advantage. So it just depends like case by case, right? So it's and really sport hard by to sport, say. right? That's sport the big argument sport. with exactly. like UFC. Yeah, yeah. Like, is it even safe? Just, well, I think yeah, women excelling men in, in certain things, like, you know, um, it, being able to uh, tolerate higher workloads, yep. you know, endurance training. Upper body that. strength yeah. is just like a data driven. I mean, you fact. put them in like yeah. a, you know, a hundred mile, like those ultra marathoners, right? You know, I mean, women might excel at that, you know, yeah. uh, more so than men in some cases. I did that and I broke out the data uh, back in the day to kind of, um, because again, like the muscle fiber types that we just can't check every person on the planet. But if you can look at sports and you look at the biggest male tested squad of all time and the biggest female tested squad of all time, and then you look at the ultra marathon times of male and female, the ultra marathon times are much closer in the male and female than the squat would is. And and how do you quantify that? Obviously, because they're different. You uh, can interpret it. You can interpret it. And it looks pretty close. Like the biggest squats, you know, five, five, fifty, five, whatever. And it's like a Amanda Allen or somebody. And then you're looking at Ray Williams, who almost squatted 1100 pounds. It's nearly double where I think there's ultra marathons and even marathons where women are keeping up, if not beating gentlemen. But it's so hard to even say that if we're looking at the best of the best for like, you know, men and women, that doesn't necessarily like correlate to you know what the average the median for sure is so yeah even the median like, might be a bigger gap yeah a much bigger both, gap. like yeah. especially you know like women and men like when we're looking at like uh strength-based sports and stuff like that so yeah well i think 
for this case is kind of crazy because one now i think it's good that we're talking about it because even for me i was like this might be a touchy subject to bring it up. is it yeah, is and no, so we, yeah. we mean to not offend nobody out there we're not trained professionals we may use wrong lingo yeah and we don't mean any offense but i think nads is important that it is talked about because without talking about it we don't progress either way well Everyone especially just now because like say elon who arguably is the most famous person on the planet to just throw something out there whether you agree with them or not right. it's important for because what they're gonna say is just um, the obvious mention and compete in women's sports, right? right? Um, but going from our perspective that have a little bit more knowledge, now it's kind of like, okay, what are like the actual applications? Because this is our sport. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, arguably, we just care about protecting the women in the sport because it does not affect the men uh, or the people competing in Doesn't the male division. Doesn't seem to be. Um, and, and that goes kind of across the board in terms of what we just, as society and biology say, men are stronger in physicality or physical sports and this is kind of like the the final testing ground which is just pure strength right um so it's it's i think it's going to take time to see but what is like the stuff that they had talked about on how they would make it fair is it someone that can just transition because i doubt that there's going to be people i think that it's just WADA. jump and like i'm gonna wear a wig and try to compete yeah. those are just assholes yeah. i would say that i think it's wada which is like hormone therapy for two years or so um but but even like I said, I think they're not looking at the other factors. Like I'm almost guarantee, although I don't know the data, but I almost guarantee like uh, ligaments, tendons uh, on the median or on the average are just thicker and stronger in males than females. And that's the thing, right? So which plays a huge role. Testosterone's in not necessarily going to change that part, right? Yeah, and it's not going to degenerate exactly. And that's why I was kind of saying like, yeah, so it'll change it'll change some things. You know what I mean? But there are other things that it doesn't affect that are going to be different biologically from male to female. Yeah. The muscle so, fiber type of exactly. the body. And that's why I, I was kind of alluding to, or I made the wheelchair basketball analogy, because it's like, let's give these people a place to compete, um, but it's going to be, you know, do we have the means yet? Because are there enough people to develop a new division, basically? Right. right. And that's the other argument. That would be Should ideal. they do something else? I think the biggest thing is that these conversations need to happen. We need to talk about it respectfully. We need to respect everyone we can. Uh, we don't have answers. They don't have answers. But uh, I'm not a huge fan of that, the smiley emote. Because that just doesn't help It doesn't anybody. help anybody. It yeah. doesn't progress yeah. the conversation. It doesn't progress sports. I'd whoop Elon's ass in any sport. And so we'll leave it at that. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Arnold2023, shout out to the boys for hanging with us. Um, shout yourselves out, your coaching, your socials. Where can they find you, Evan? Uh, you can find me at Evan, E-V-A-N underscore Holmes, H-O-L-M-E-S underscore. That is my Instagram username. That's kind of my main platform. I'm also on YouTube uh, under the same username. Oh, actually, I think YouTube is Evan.Holmes. But if they search it, they'll probably find it. Yeah, I think so. Um, although I'm still very small. We'll YouTube, get you there. So. And then, uh, yeah, TikTok is uh, look up Evan Holmes. I think I'm probably going to be the top. Hopefully. The top option there. Um and yeah, uh, thank you very much for having me, man. No, really thanks, buddy. It. Great to meet you this weekend. Hit them, JP. Uh, find me everywhere. CVS, Walmart, Kroger, JPG Coaching. Uh, Damn, they can buy you in the pharmacy? Anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. I'm a product. Uh, thank you, Mike, for having me. I appreciate kicking it with the homies. I know. Let's yeah, go grab some food and get out of here. We're Let's getting kicked it. out to a Russian. Nads, I'm hit them, buddy. Bye, guys. BarbaraBrigade.com, Nadine Hamidi. New shows every Wednesday, Friday. This is a Speaker Prime podcast. Shout out to my boy, John. Hit them with their work and they find you. Instagram, um, whatever you're allowed to do. He doesn't hit. want to be found. Plug. I don't want to be found. <laughs> don't find me. John Nealon, where you want to find him? On uh, the streets. And we'll uh, <laughs> catch you every Wednesday, Friday. Appreciate you guys. We got to get out of here. Deuces. Bye, everyone. Cheers.